Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I want to invite you to stay updated with me on social media and see what we are doing in the ministry. You can follow me on Facebook at John Wallace. You can follow me on Instagram at Jonathan R. Wallace. And you can follow our YouTube page at New Beginnings Huntington. I pray this message builds your faith and gives you revelation. Let's get ready for the Word of God. Hey guys, this is John Wallace. I am the pastor here at New Beginnings Church. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this. I'm going to be doing something a little bit different today. I'm going to kind of be going into some leadership training and some principles that will help you if you're a leader in your church. Maybe you serve as a volunteer. Maybe you're on staff or even if you're a pastor in the ministry or you're in full-time ministry. These are things that I've seen that I believe, and I'm actually going to show you from Scripture, scriptural principles that will help you. Uh, And so before I get into the content today, if you'll help me do a few things, if you'll share this broadcast, just share it on your timeline. If you're watching this on a platform, this is going to be on Facebook and YouTube. And so obviously, you know, you can't do that on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, hit the share button. Uh, help us spread this word to as many people as we can. Obviously, the more people that hear the, the word of God, the more people that have a chance to receive the word of God. And, and faith comes by hearing. Amen. And so if you'll share this, and number two, if you'll interact with this, if you'll hit the like button, if you'll comment on this, it, it'll help us. It will help us kind of bypass that social media algorithm and help this, this broadcast go to more people. So if you can help me in that way, I appreciate it very much. So the title of this broadcast is what I'm going to be addressing today. The title is, Who Preaches to the Preacher? Who Preaches to the Preacher? I am kind of specifying this towards a certain, a specific group of people. I was originally going to do a leadership training session at my church tonight, and so some things came up. We're going to do this once a month uh, in person. But it really, the Spirit spoke to me and said, you know, that there's more people than just at this church that could benefit from these things. And so I'm going to uh, kind of be specific towards a, a group of people that I'm talking to today. If you, maybe, let me just say it like this. If you are committed at your church and you're serving in a way that causes you to be pulled away from a Sunday service, a lot of people ask, how do I continue to grow spiritually? If you're serving in youth, if you're serving in children's church, if you're serving in media, you know, and you're running computers sometimes, and it's like you're still in service, but you're not fully able to engage because you're helping make things happen so that other people can receive. You know, you're typing in notes, you're switching slides, you're doing the very practical things that need to be done, but it's sometimes like, well, how do I continue to grow when I'm not able to just all the time sit like everybody else is in the service and just listen and receive? I'm going to tell you it's so important that you do come to services, that you do get to receive, and I'm going to show you how to build spiritual disciplines in your life to make that a reoccurring thing because it is important. But I'm going to answer this question. A lot of people burn out. A lot of people fall off the map. A lot of people grow cold and they let the the, the flame that's in them just kind of die out and burn out because they think, well, because I'm not receiving like everybody else, you know, I'm not getting fed. I'm not getting fed anymore. And so they fall off, they fall out. 
And I want to kind of make this distinction as well. I am not giving anybody an excuse to not come to church. Do not listen to what I say today and try to take it and say, well, he's, te- you know, he, he's basically teaching us and showing us how we can live a spiritually sustained life without having to go to church. You know, we can just do these things and we'll grow spiritually. We don't need to go to church, especially in the time that we live in with the COVID thing happening and, you know, all this junk. People are looking for an excuse to just stay home. I'm not talking to that person. I'm actually talking to the person that has already made the commitment. They're a part of their church. They come to their church and they've actually submitted to a higher calling and they serve. They serve the body of Christ. And sometimes that serving... Uh, for instance, I have people that volunteer that, that lead our children's ministry, that lead our media team. And so they're not always able to engage in the service like everybody else is. Actually, I won't say always able. They're hardly ever able to. So there's many people like this, and I want to help you. I want to help you because it's easy if you don't understand and, and have these disciplines in your life. It is easy to burn out. It is easy to grow cold. It is easy to get stagnant in your faith and in your walk with the Lord. And so I'm going to kind of answer this question and give you hope and show you a way that you can still continue to serve the Lord and grow and develop spiritually at the same time. The title of this broadcast is Who Preaches to the Preacher? You know, people that are pastors of a church, they don't have a church that they just, a place that they just go every single week and just listen. You know why? Because most of those events happen like on a Sunday morning when you're preaching and when you're teaching. So how does a pastor grow spiritually when they're not constantly, I mean every week? And I'm actually going to show you how important it is to still attend and be a part of services even when you are a lead pastor. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But how does a person who's the one preaching, who's the one teaching, who's the one that everybody else is looking to, you know, the one that's leading everybody else, not drawing from everybody else, how does that person continue to grow and develop spiritually and not grow cold, but actually grow stronger and stronger and more on fire, even though they're not in a service every single Sunday where somebody is preaching or teaching them? And I'm going to tell you, it's very simple and it's very practical. And this will help you. Practical principles for you to live a sustainable life. And not only sustainable where you just grow stagnant, but where you can grow and you can develop spiritually. I'm going to give you some of these keys. Who preaches to the preacher? That's a question you need to think about. So next time you start feeling that kind of temptation like, well, I feel like I'm burning out. And the devil wants to give you every excuse why you're burning, why you're burnt out, why you're growing cold. Well, it's because I've been serving and I can't sit in there in those services. And so I'm growing cold. I'm not getting fed. Who preaches to the preacher? I want to help you. I actually want to help you grow to the next level and understand some of these things. Some of these disciplines you need to build in your life so that that's not your source. Of, of being fed. I do want to say this. It is a preacher's job. It is a pastor's job to feed the sheep. Jesus told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. A pastor has the job to feed his congregation, to bring the word to his congregation. Amen. But I, I also want to say this. If you're a Christian, I need you to hear me. Eating one time a week is not enough for you to grow spiritually. 
If you have that mindset, like you're not growing because you, you know, you're serving and you're missing a Sunday service, you're not going to grow spiritually anyways because once a week is not enough to, for you to develop spiritually. People that are only getting fed one time a week, you are not growing. I, I mean, honestly, I, I honestly want to say in your, in your heart, you're probably backslidden. If your only word intake, if your only intake from the, from the word of God, from the spirit of God is one time a week, maybe two times a week, if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling like generous that week, I'll give them another day. I'll come to a midweek thing. You are not growing spiritually. You cannot eat one time a week and think that you're going to develop uh, healthy. And you're going to continue to develop and get stronger and stronger. It's not going to happen. Who preaches to the preacher? This will help you. I want you guys to get a couple of these points. Number one, the fire doesn't stick. You have to sustain it. So you need to understand this. People wonder what's wrong with me. Maybe you went to a revival service one time and, and somebody prayed for you, man, and you got the fire of God. You felt the power of God. You felt the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You felt the, the just electricity on your body. Man, this is great. You felt the joy of the Lord. But then a couple weeks later, you know, you're like, I'm not feeling it anymore. What's wrong with me? Why am I not feeling it anymore? Wasn't it, And people kind of have this mindset, like, wasn't this just supposed to stick? Wasn't just... Uh, I'm just going to love the Lord for the rest of my life and it's never, I'm never going to have to do anything else. It's just supposed to stick with me. No, no, you need to understand the fire doesn't stick. You have to sustain it. The fire doesn't stick. You have to sustain it. Second Timothy one, five through six actually says this. Paul says to Timothy, I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and her mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. So Paul said, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. So Paul was encouraging Timothy and reminding him. He said, fan it into flame. It's like a campfire, man. You can have this raging fire. But if you've ever been camping or hunting or anything where you've had a fire, you know that this is true. It's like you light a fire, you go to sleep that night, you wake up the next morning, that fire, it's not some big raging fire anymore. It's, it's dwindled down to just like a hot, some hot coals that are barely even burning. Even if that, it's completely gone. It's just going to be completely uh, stuffed out, snuffed out. I don't know what word to use there. <laughs> But you get my point. The fire's just been completely diminished because the fire wasn't tended. If you want the fire to be sustained, the flame, you have to what, throw logs in there. You have to move things around. You have to put oxygen on it. You have to do certain things to fan the flame. The fire doesn't stick. You have to sustain it. So I'm going to give you a couple keys that will teach you spiritual disciplines that will teach you how to keep the, the flame lit, how to keep the flame fan. And that I'm showing you, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the most anointed person in the world. If you do not have these disciplines in your life, your fire will not just stick. Well, because he's really called by God, an anointed man. He's just, he just has a fire that never leaves. Everybody that stays on fire has extreme uh, spiritual disciplines that they've built into their life. Nobody that has stayed on fire for the Lord 
over a span of a year, two years, three years, five years, not one person can say that that just happened naturally. They just wake up every day. They're just on fire. No, without doing anything. They've had to develop spiritual disciplines to sustain and not only to sustain, but to increase the fire, the flame of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of them. I want you guys to get this. This is a quote from Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr., it says, you will only go as far as your discipline, as your spiritual discipline. You will only go as far as your spiritual discipline. You'll only go as far as your spiritual discipline. I want to kind of give you a key before I get into these spiritual disciplines. Okay, I want to give you this key before I get into this. I would say and I'm giving you a conservative estimate here, I would say that probably only 40% of my doctrine right now, everything that I preach, everything that I teach, everything that I really stand on, only 40% of that came from going to Bible college. And when you've been educated, you know, people kind of have that mindset. Well, you know, you, you, you preach, you teach, you're on fire. It's because you went to Bible college. I didn't go to Bible college. I don't have those keys. I don't have those elements. The majority of everything that I know to be true right now, I did not get at Bible college. It was after Bible college that I continued to learn and continued to grow and continued to develop spiritually. I didn't go to a Bible college that even, you know, that taught me how to preach Taught me everything that I know. No, all of that came from spiritual disciplines. I'll say this to you. The most uh, beneficial thing that Bible college did for me was build spiritual disciplines in my life. The most beneficial thing that Bible college did for me was it built spiritual disciplines in my life. You know, before I went to Bible college, I never read my Bible I was a flaky Christian who was like barely saved, you know, barely gotten saved. I wasn't committed to church. I didn't have, I, I'd never read the word of God, never prayed, never did any of these things at all. And so when I went to Bible college, I began to take these classes and these classes, it's really funny, but like 50%, I remember one class in particular, like 50% of my grade was literally, I had to read three chapters of the Bible a day and five on Sunday. And then log it and turn it in and prove that, like, hey, you know, I've read the Bible three chapters a day, five on Sunday. Well, when you read three chapters of the Bible a day and five on Sunday and you do that every day for like seven months or more or an entire year, you build this discipline where what, what's the discipline? You read the word of God every single day. And I'm telling you, the majority of what I've learned, the majority of... Uh, the doctrine even that I teach about faith, about healing, about the blessing of the Lord, about spiritual authority, all of these, these things I didn't receive in a class at a desk in Bible college. I received, uh, you know, a year later, two years later, after reading the Word of God, after continuing in these disciplines that I'm about to share with you today. So again, that quote was, you will only go as far as your spiritual discipline. Amen. You can't build your life off of one revival meeting. 
You can't build your life off of one experience that you had with God. Even if you have a powerful experience where you've been called by God, anointed by God, man, someone laid their hands on you, you had an open vision where the Lord called you into the ministry and anointed you with the Holy Ghost, and now you're full of power, you're full of the Spirit of God, you will still only go as far in life as your spiritual discipline. If you don't have spiritual discipline, you will never do anything for the kingdom and you will never even have a sustainable life, spiritual life. I need you to see this. Amen. Let's see here. So, okay, that's what I was going to share with you. I'm sorry, I know I told you that this isn't necessarily preaching or teaching. This is very practical things. So what are spiritual disciplines? I want to kind of help... uh, really explain this to you basically what i'm talking about is becoming a man or woman of principle becoming a man or woman of principle so as i go through these like an example you force yourself to commit to something you become a man or woman of principle where you begin to say these disciplines that we go over i will not go to bed until i do these three things Well, oh man, we've just been traveling all day long and I'm tired. Well, it's okay. It's all right. You know, I'm just going to take it easier. Hey, we're traveling on vacation. I, I really just let up. No, you become a person of principle that says, I will not go to sleep until I have done these three things. I'm just giving you a hypothetical. I'm going to give you actually four spiritual disciplines so you could... Take these things that I'm going to share with you and become a man or woman of principle that says, I will not go to sleep until I have done and I can check it off these four things in my life every single day. Every day. This is a key word that's going to be a major part of these disciplines that I share with you. Every day. Every day. If you do not want your fire to go out, and you do not want to grow cold, and you, do, and you want to continue to grow spiritually, you must be committed to these things every day. Three of them specifically every day. I'm going to share with you. So let me share this scripture with you quickly. This is Acts 2.42. All the believers devoted themselves. All the believers. This is New Testament Christians, guys. Guys, this wasn't talking about preachers. This wasn't talking about evangelists. This wasn't talking about just the leaders. This was the average Christian devoted. What does devoted mean? In the New Testament church, the average Christian dedicated their lives to these things. Okay, I may be a plumber. I may be a teacher. I may be a lawyer. I may be a pastor. It doesn't matter what my occupation is. I have devoted my life, even outside of this occupation, to these specific things. And this is what those things were. Acts 2, 42. I encourage you to take notes and write this down. This is important. It says this. The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, and to prayer. Every Christian in the New Testament was devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship and sharing in meals, and to prayer. Amen. So I'm going to show you a couple of things. So these are four basic disciplines that you need to adapt today to have a spiritually flourishing life. Again, the title of this broadcast is Who Preaches to the Preacher? How is it that a pastor gets up every Sunday... uh, you know, the ones that aren't spiritually cold and dead, 
and is still on fire, still energized, still getting new revelation all the time, even though they're not sitting in a service every week with somebody feeding them. How is that possible? I'm going to show you personally four basic disciplines that, that can be pulled from that, that verse, Acts 2.42. Four basic disciplines that you need to adapt today to grow spiritually, to go to the next level where you don't always just have to be you know, sitting in a chair to be fed, but you know how to receive from the Lord because of spiritual disciplines that you have implemented in your life. Number one, these are very practical. Number one, read the word every day. I want you to get the, the key word here, every day. Read your Bible every day. You need to get this discipline on the inside of you. Again, I can say wholeheartedly that was one of the most impactful things that Bible College did for me was build the discipline where I learned to read my Bible every single day. Every day. Amen. Let me show you a scripture. Matthew 4, 4. Jesus told them, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of of God. You need to just get this discipline where you're getting in the Bible and you're seeking revelation from the Lord every single day. The, most of the time, and I'm talking to leaders and I'm talking to servers, most of the time people burn out. And if you looked at their life, you would see that the, what led to this burnout was, well, for the last two weeks, they haven't read their Bible. For the last month, they haven't read their Bible. They're very flaky when it comes to reading the Bible. They're not consistent. And what does it cause? It causes them to burn out. It causes them to grow cold. You have to build this discipline in your life where you read the Word of God every day. Every day. And so I talked about spiritual discipline as becoming a man or a woman of principle. I want you to see this principle. So you need to get a, something that's sustainable for you right now. For me... You know, in Bible college, it was three chapters a day, five on Sunday. I've committed my life to this. Every day, I read three chapters of the Bible. And so I've built a principle in my life. It doesn't matter if I'm visiting relatives. You can ask my relatives. Whenever I go travel for Christmas or Thanksgiving and I'm at somebody else's house, I'll pull out my Bible and I'll sit at the kitchen table and I read my Bible every single day because it's a principle. It's a principle where I say, I will not go to sleep. If I get home and it's 11 o'clock at night and I haven't read my Bible, I will read my Bible before I go to bed because I've given myself, I've created these principles and these disciplines in my life that I won't compromise on. I read the word every day, a set amount of chapters. And I really want to challenge you guys. I'm talking to leaders, I'm talking to people that have committed to leadership, are committed to serving. When I say read your Bible every day, I'm not talking about just a little devotional, okay? I'm not talking about something that's this long, it's like five sentences long, okay, I read my Bible. You're just not going to grow that way, okay? At least, you need to read at least one chapter of the Bible a day, a chapter. Take you 10 minutes, 15 minutes, read the Word of God every single day. Number two, pray every day. Pray every day. I'm actually going to give you an outline of prayer. This is something a lot of people don't do. But if you read in Acts 2.42, it says that the believers committed themselves to 
the, the teaching, that was the word of God. The teaching of the apostles, that was they committed to the word of God. The reading of scriptures, them sharing the word of God. They committed to the word of God. They committed to fellowship and they committed to prayer every day. You need to build the discipline. Pray every day. I'm going to provide uh, for my leaders specifically, and if you watch this back and you're interested, send me a message and I'll send you an outline on, on how to pray. And I'm going to come on and kind of elaborate on, this, on these teachings a little bit more, teach about prayer. You can understand what prayer is and how to pray, but for right now, just build the discipline in your life where you pray every day. I'll send you an outline. And so you need to get, again, it's principle, set an amount of time. I understand not everybody can pray for an hour right now. I understand with your work, sometimes things are busy. So set an amount of time. I'm going to pray for 10 minutes every day. Start with 10 minutes. Say, I'm going to seek the Lord. Well, I really don't know how to pray for 10 minutes. I'm going to send you an outline that will help you. Amen. It will really help you. I'll teach you about how to structure a prayer with thanksgiving, praying in the spirit, which I'm going to get to in a minute, giving thanks to God, uh, the things the Bible commands us to pray for. That's the thing. You never have to wonder what to pray for. There's like hundreds of things in the Bible the scripture tells us to pray for. First Timothy chapter 2 it says to pray for our leaders, to pray for our rulers, pray for our country, Second Chronicles. Jesus said to pray for those that persecute you. Uh, Paul in Ephesians 1 and actually all throughout the New Testament talks about how he prayed constantly. Ephesians 1, he says, I pray for you constantly. The church, you can pray for the church. I mean, the list just goes on and on about the things the scriptures tells you to pray for. And then Philippians 4, 6 says, Make your, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It says, tell God what you need. Make your request known to God. Tell him what you need and thank him for what he's done. So then you can put your request. These are the things that I need. These are the things that I feel tempted to be worried about. I mean, there's so many things that you can pray. And so you need to develop a principle in your life where, number one, you read the Word every day. Number two, you pray every day. And I'll help you with, with a kind of a model that you can follow. So this is going to be a sub-point under pray every day. Not only do you need to pray every day, you need to pray in the Spirit every day. Every day you need to pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues every day. I'm not going to go into deep teaching on tongues right now, but here's a couple scriptures. Jude 1.20 says, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jude 1, verse 20 tells us that when you pray in the Spirit, here's one thing that happens. You build your, you're building your faith when you pray in the Spirit. So if, if you have a discipline in your life where you pray in the Spirit, that will help you overcome discouragement. That will help you overcome uh, depression. That will help you overcome anxiety. Because when you're praying in the Spirit, you build up your faith. Amen. And there's so many, uh, there's so many benefits to praying in the Spirit. And I could do a whole other teaching on that. But I'll show you another scripture quickly. Ephesians 6, 16 through 18 says, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the salvation as the helmet. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. 
So Ephesians 6, many people are familiar with this. This is the sign that's on the wall, you know, in, the, in most nurseries or children's church. It's the armor of God. Well, everybody stops, uh, you know, with the helmet or the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, that kind of stop when you look at, like, the quote, quote of it. But it doesn't stop there. Verse 18, it says, pray in the Spirit. You know, praying in the Spirit is armor. It's protection against the enemy. Praying in the Spirit is something that you should do every single day. You need to build this discipline in your life. And it's a part of prayer. It should be a part of prayer every day. And so, again, I need you to just see this. Number one, I'm going to read the Bible every day. Number two, I'm going to pray for a set amount of time that I have established every single day. If it's 10 minutes, it's 10 minutes. I'm not saying, well, I'm going to pray for 60 seconds every day. Guys, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to, to do a little bit more than that. Do 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And when you pray in the Spirit, I mean, well, you're praying in tongues. You know, set a timer on your phone and say, I'm going to pray in tongues for five minutes. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to train myself. I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to discipline myself to push through my mind wandering, and I'm going to concentrate, and I'm going to press through and pray in the Spirit for five minutes. And then I'm going to take another five or ten minutes and just thank the Lord, tell Him the things that I need, pray for my country, you know, follow the outline that I'm going to provide. So number three, and I've only got a couple more for you. Number three is this, become a student. Amen, become a student. So, become a student. This is a spiritual discipline that you need to adapt today to not grow stagnant and cold. You need to become a student. What I mean by that is you need to constantly be reading books other than just the Bible. Other than the Bible. Read books. Listen to preaching and teaching every day. Can you say every day? This is, this is a key word when it comes to spiritual discipline. Every day. You need to listen to preaching and teaching every single day. Every day. Most people drive home from work, have to drive to work. You have to take a shower in the morning. I mean, there's so many different things that you could do. It's just making very simple adjustments where if you have an iPhone, there's already a podcast app that's free that's on your phone. I'll send you, and I'm going to send this to my leaders, a few different podcasts I would suggest <clears throat> where you commit every day I'm not going to bed unless I've listened to at least you know 15 minutes 20 minutes of preaching and teaching amen this will help you I encourage you to listen to more I I personally come on and this is why I do this because I believe in these spiritual disciplines I I want to help my church grow I know that that some of my church that haven't been exposed to other teachers in the body of Christ because maybe they're new to this but they know me you know, they'll tune into my Facebook page and I'll come on here several times a week and do extra teaching, extra preaching to help people. And it's because you need to have consistent preaching and teaching in your life every day to spiritually develop. But I actually want to challenge you. You need to listen to more than just me. You need to listen to more than just me and I'll provide you some resources with this. So I'm going to show you a couple of scriptures. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. This, it's almost the same as what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Keep on asking, you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, 
you will find. Keep on knocking, the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Here's the problem. People stop seeking. So what's the result? They stop finding. Jesus promised us, the Bible promises, if you seek God wholeheartedly, you will find him. Jesus said, if you keep knocking, if you keep seeking, if you keep asking, you will receive. So how do people get burned out? How do people grow cold? How do people get stagnant? At some point in their life, they, they stop seeking. They stop pressing in. They stop searching. They stop digging deep. And so therefore, because they've stopped seeking, they stop finding. So if you, and this is why spiritual discipline is so important. There's going to be days you don't feel like it. There's going to be days you're just not feeling it. But if you commit to principle and you say, I am going to listen to preaching and teaching every day. A podcast, I'm going to listen to 20 minutes of a podcast. I'm going to get on YouTube and and type in uh, a speaker. I'm going to give you a couple I would really suggest because you can't just listen to anybody. That's also important. Every day you make that a spiritual discipline, what did Jesus promise? If you seek, you will find. So if you can create a pattern in your life where you never stop seeking, you'll never stop finding. You'll never stop receiving revelation. You will grow. This is how you fan the flame. Amen. Amen. People say, well, I just don't. It's very simple. Keep putting yourself under the faucet and you'll be filled. I just don't feel like it. Man, I'm just not feeling it. I had a bad day. I'm just not feeling spiritual. I'm just not feeling the fire. I'm not feeling the anointing. Let me promise you this. Get on YouTube. Type in Kenneth e. Hagen and listen to a sermon. Well, I still don't feel it. The next day, get on YouTube. Type in Kenneth e. Hagen. Listen to another sermon. I still, I'm just not feeling it. By the third day you do that, you listen to another sermon. I promise you, you will be feeling it. Keep putting yourself underneath the faucet. You will get filled. I'm telling you, build the discipline. Don't wait till you feel it. Don't wait till it just happens. Well, I just feel a burnout. What are you doing? What does your spiritual discipline look like? Because you'll only go as far as your spiritual discipline allows you to go. If you have no spiritual discipline, you're going to go nowhere. This will help you. This is my last point. Look at this. Commit yourself to the gathering of the saints. Commit yourself to the gathering of the saints. I want you to get this point. You commit yourself to prayer meetings. I know here at my church, I have prayer on Thursday nights where we do nothing but intercede, intercessory prayer for like two hours. We've been watching, you know, prophets and we'll start off with uh, watching a video of prophets that we've seen. Their ministry has been proven over time. We receive from them. We'll listen to that and then we'll go into intercessory prayer. We have prayer Sunday mornings. We have times for people to get plugged into. And so a part of a spiritual discipline is you commit yourself to being a part of those things. You commit yourself to being a part of those things. And you don't wait until you feel like it. Well, I was tired. I didn't feel like going to prayer. Well, I got kids and they're hard to get ready and they're hard to get up there to the church. Well, you know, you have no spiritual discipline. Discipline. You know, the the word disciple, listen to this, disciple 
discipline. Disciple comes from discipline. You can't even be a disciple. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples. Everybody should be a disciple. You cannot be a disciple without discipline. Amen. Go commit yourself to the gathering of the saints. Commit yourself to the gathering of the saints. I'm going to kind of give you some scripture. Again, the scripture we started out with, 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 6. Paul says, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lewis, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. Paul said, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. When When I laid my hands on you. I need you to get this and understand this. Why is it important for you to show up and be a part of things? There are certain things you can only get by the laying on of hands. You can't get everything that God has for you online. Paul said, the gift you receive when I laid my hands on you. If you're never in a place where there's spiritual leaders and spiritual authorities in your life that are imparting and literally laying their hands on you for you to receive impartation, you will live your life without so much of what the Lord has for you. That's why it's important to commit to being a part of prayer groups, to commit to being a part of extra things. Commit yourself. This is a spiritual discipline. Commit yourself to the gathering of the saints. You know, uh, Hebrews 10.25, that's why the Bible says, Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The church must gather together. I'm telling you guys, there's so many things you cannot receive just by watching online, by listening online. You can receive faith. You can grow your knowledge and your understanding. I'm telling you, it's important to listen to preaching and teaching, but that is not a supplement for being present. I'm going to give you some stories in the Bible to illustrate this, how important it is to be present. That's why people that think online church is the same as being present, it's not the same. It's absolutely not the same. In fact, there, there are things that you, you could watch the same service online and receive something totally different from being present. Because there's an impartation that is only received through laying on of hands, being present together with the believers. Amen. You'll never receive all that God has for you when, you're, uh, when, you're not, when you do not gather together. If you are not in a place where you are actively in a place where you're receiving impartation, you'll never receive everything that the Lord has for you. I'll kind of give you a quick story to illustrate this in the Bible. So, uh, 1 Corinthians 15.6 says this. It's talking about when Jesus resurrected. It says, after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. So the Bible says when Jesus resurrected, he appeared to 500 people. Look at this in Acts 1.5, I'm sorry, Acts 1.15. It says during this time when there was about 120 believers, they were together in one place and Peter stood up and addressed them. Here's kind of my point here. Jesus appeared to 500, but in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit fell, there was only 120 in the upper room. 
Who do you, were, were, were 500 people filled with the Holy Ghost that day or were 120 people filled with the Holy Ghost that day? Only the ones that were present received the impartation. I need you to get this. Not every believer that was alive on the earth at that time received the impartation, received the Holy Spirit. Only the ones that were present. Can you imagine being one of the people that missed that day? Right, Because they had been gathering for days and days in the upper room and praying and pressing, pressing through and waiting for the gift like Jesus commanded and instructed them to do. Can you imagine being the one that just decided like, yeah, we've been there several days. I think I'm just going to take a day off today. And then that was the day that the Holy Spirit fell on Pentecost. Only, the only people that received were the ones that were present. If you live a life where you are constantly disengaged and you are not committed to the gathering of the saints, you what if one day in a prayer meeting on a Thursday night, that's when God decides to pour out revival? What if one day on a Thursday night, that's when God decides to elect his leaders for who's going to lead the revival, who's going to lead the move of God? And you're like, man, I was just chilling at home because I didn't want to have commitment. I didn't want to commit myself to these spiritual disciplines in my life and make this thing a priority. And you're going to sit there feeling like you got left behind. Well, you did get left behind. The only ones that received are the ones that were present. Amen. There is an impartation that can only be received by showing up. So these things... Who preaches to the preacher? These are things that I commit myself to every single day. And I'll kind of explain this last one a little bit more. Every day, how do I personally grow and stay on fire and not grow backwards but grow forward? Number one, I read my Bible every day. Number two, I pray every day. Number three, I listen to preaching and teaching and or read If I'm not listening to preaching or teaching, I'm reading a book that somebody wrote about prayer, about the gifts of the Spirit, about the anointing. I mean, I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly pursuing Christ with all of my heart. I'm knocking. I'm seeking. I'm asking. Amen. And then the fourth thing is I make an effort to get to meetings to receive impartation. There's certain people that I receive from. Uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. When he's in Texas, I'm going. If he's in Houston, Texas, and it's a Monday night, and I've been at work all day, and i got to drive home, I'll drive two and a half hours, and I'm going to get to that meeting because of a spiritual discipline that I've, I have in my life. I commit myself to go to meetings where I can receive impartation from the Holy Spirit. I remember our brother Preston Shuttlesworth was in Dallas preaching, and we would drive up there, drive back the next day, drive up there, drive back. People are like... Man, you're going to drive up there on a Saturday night? you got to get up and preach Sunday morning. You're not going to get home till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. you got a baby. you got all this stuff. That seems a little bit much, doesn't it? It's a spiritual discipline. I've committed myself. I, Lord, okay, I can't sit in a church every single Sunday where I'm getting fed, but whenever there's somebody who I know who carries the anointing of God, you better believe I'm going to get myself where I can receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit. And it, yeah, does it make things difficult sometimes? Yeah, it makes things difficult, but it's principle. I've committed myself to these things. I My life... I don't try to take these things and make it fit into my schedule. I build my schedule around these principles that I have given my life to. 
I build my life around. I don't try to fit the word into my schedule. I make my schedule conform to my time in the word. I don't try to just, oh, I'll just fit prayer into my schedule. No, I have a commitment. I'm going to pray. If I get home at midnight and I haven't prayed that day, man, I'm going to go out and I'm going to pray. I'm going to get in my living room. I'm going to pray. Amen. I'm going to listen to preaching and teaching. I'm going to listen to the word of God. And when when there's somebody that I receive from and I know that I can receive impartation from the Holy Spirit, I'm going to drive three hours and I'm going to turn around and drive back home and get up and go to work. And then that night when I'm done, I'm going to drive back three hours and I'm going to come back that night and take care of the things that I have to the next day. Yes, it's a lot, but it's a principle. Those four things, read your Bible, pray every day, Listen to preaching and teaching every day. Make an effort to get to meetings to receive impartation. Let me pray for you. These are four spiritual disciplines that will help you live a flourishing life where you continue to grow and you don't grow stagnant and you don't go backwards. Father, thank you for the leaders that they've taken this step. Father, you see them. You honor them. Lord, I just thank you for them. I just want to declare over their life, as they take these things, they will not go backwards. They will go forward in Jesus' name. You will reveal yourself to them, that they will grow stronger and stronger. They'll go from strength to strength, from glory to glory in Jesus' name. That you will give them revelation like they've never had before. That you will give them uh, understanding of your word, and they will flow in the gifts and the power of the Holy Ghost like they've never done before. Lord, that all of that is going to come from their consistency and their faithfulness and the disciplines they build in their life every single day. Father, I thank you. I give you glory. I give you praise and thanks in Jesus' mighty name. If you can say amen, amen. Guys, those that are watching online and you tuned in and you made it through this, thank you. I appreciate it. I know it's a lot and it's, it's challenging. And I'm telling you, it's really uh, directed towards people that are leaders. And people that are leaders, they're volunteers, maybe you're the head guy, you're, you're a pastor or a minister in full-time ministry. This will help you. So I want to give you an opportunity, and I'm going to pray for you uh, if you want to contribute to this or if you want to participate in this. If you'd like to give to our ministry, there's several ways you can do that. You can go to our, our website, www.nbchuntington.org. That way you can do... Uh, credit card, debit card, PayPal. We'll have the PayPal, the cash app uh, description at the bottom. If you want to give, help us push the gospel forward. Obviously, nobody has to, uh, but if you do, the Lord will bless you, and I appreciate it immensely. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for the people that you've called to give. Lord, as they put your kingdom first, you will bless them and you will increase the resources in their hand according to your word in Luke 6 and Proverbs 3 and Malachi 3, according to the principle we see in 1 Kings 17, according to uh, 2 Corinthians 9. Again and again and again in the scripture, we see this truth. We see this principle played out that you will increase them and multiply them in every way as they continue to sow into your kingdom. Father, I thank you for that. I thank you, Father, for seeds of honor, people that just want to honor you, people that just want to thank you for the blessings you've poured out in their life, Father, by by pumping resources into your kingdom. Thank you that you will multiply it and you will receive it in Jesus' name. 
We give you glory, and I thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. You are amazing. We love you in Jesus' name. Guys, I love you. If you're a part of uh, our leadership team, I'm going to be sending you resources along with this teaching. If you're interested in the prayer module, if you're interested in the resources as far as the podcasts, message me and I will be happy to share those resources with you guys. I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in with me as I shared the Word of God. If you would like to become more than just a casual listener and want to give to our ministry, you can do so in the following ways. For credit or debit, go to www.nbchuntington.org donate. For PayPal, you can send it to NBC Huntington. For Cash App, use dollar sign capital NBCHTX20. Thank you so much. I pray God blesses you abundantly. Until next time, this is John Wallace.